what we're um, having the most um, uh, success with is just doing things to, to encourage customers to stay longer. Um, moving people to subscription um, has been really important for us. Um, despite our um, our growth, and we've had significant growth, um, we've been able to maintain about in in a, in a range around seventeen percent of our revenue comes from subscription. And um, and we found that when you know when we make it easy for parents, um, that um, that that they stick because the products are great. Um, the, the hard part that we found with DTC is, is that, um, for a lot of busy moms and dads, frankly, they're shopping more in the store than they are online. And, um, and this is part of our, you know, rationale for making a, a strong move into retail so we can just make it easy for, for parents out there. Welcome to winning at work, the podcast for foodies, founders and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week. So you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, We have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work. It's Tony, everybody. The perfect pairing for foodies and founders. You know, growing up, I have to say, it it wasn't very obvious to me if this was going on. But as a kid... I really did not notice, and I didn't have any friends, I didn't hear stories of kids who suffered from allergies. But as I got older, I started having kids, my kids are in school, I'm getting you know exposed to more and more people and more, more families. Um, and then coworkers, you know, I've, I've heard some very unfortunate stories of this, I, I probably call it an epidemic really at, at this point. And I love when I find a brand that is working to solve what I think is a, uh, a needed problem in the world. And today I'm going to be talking with J.J. Jackson. He's the, he's the co-founder of Mission Mighty Me. And really what they're focused on is this um, research with one of their partners, Dr. Gideon Lack. And he's been doing some groundbreaking work on something called LEAP, L-E-A-P, learning early about peanut allergy. It's a study that has shown that when certain foods are introduced into a child's life early on, it prevents and in some cases can uh, protect that child from uh, problems in the future. And I'm really excited to talk with JJ here, a former 
Uh, I should say uh, a, uh, a a native Atlantan as well. JJ, welcome into the program today. Well, I'm glad to be here, Tony. Really appreciate you having me. You know, I don't meet too many true, genuine uh, Atlantans, or or I should say Southerners. I did say genuine Atlantan. Maybe you're not, I, but I, I think you guys are. Well, uh, my wife and co-founder, Catherine, grew up in Atlanta, but right. I actually grew up in a tiny little town in Alabama called Eufaula. But we've been in oh, Atlanta from for- I'm from Eufaula. Yep. That is, the, folks, if you're ever driving down to the Panhandle, you have to go through Eufaula. It is literally like stepping back 150 years, the most gorgeous, uh, what well, you should tell us better than me. What, t- tell us about Eufaula. It's amazing. It, it is. It's a, it's a beautiful little town um, that I feel like was just a wonderful place to grow up. It's almost like a little slice of of Mayberry with that true small town um, uh, lifestyle where everybody knows each other and yeah. the architecture um, though too when you drive through beautiful old homes that have all been very carefully and lovingly maintained and, and yeah. restored. Um, That's it's, right. a, it's a really neat place. And the in the uh, bass fishermen know the know that area very well. It's known for incredible bass fishing. So exactly. That's exactly right. Before we get into the business side of this, tell us more about Mission Mighty Me. Yeah, sure, Tony. So um, Mission Mighty Me makes foods that make it super easy for parents to follow pediatric feeding guidelines that now encourage parents to get peanuts and tree nuts and other common food allergens into children's diets super early and to just keep them in the diet so that those food allergies never develop. We make these, um, our first product, we we basically took peanuts, cashews, almonds, walnuts, and this beautiful hazelnut butter and and turned them into these delicious little quick dissolve puff snacks that that are very similar to the traditional rice puff um, that uh, little ones uh, eat all the time and are in basically every diaper bag in the the country. Um, And the kids just love them because they're delicious. Uh, they taste great, and parents love them because they're just a better snack than those rice puffs that typically are, you know, ninety-eight percent plus rice. Um, and so it's 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 um you know has this powerful functional benefit of helping parents prevent food allergies from developing in their kids, but they're also just an awesome snack. The funny thing is, when I was talking to your wife Catherine, I said, "Now I know these are for kids," but she's like, "No, no, no, no! I want to send you some samples." So. Right. She right. sent me some samples, and first of all, the uh, the icon, the logo of a like a, a super uh, superhero kid on the front, you know, is kind of cute. So it obviously kind of resonates, you know, immediately with with the children. But um, yeah, you know, it's funny that for a you know quote unquote you know kind of a kid snack, um, I kind of liked them. I mean, you know, they have that you can you get the it's not like a overpowering fl- uh, sense or flavor of like peanut. But it's it's there, you know, and you could see how you're introducing it into the child's diet. Now, I have some friends um, that have some young kids, too. So I brought these to them and they started they figured out what you were doing and they said their kids loved mm-hmm. them, too. That's great. Well, I love that. Um, and what we found is that we did really um, develop the taste around that infant toddler palate where you have to be a little careful not to be overpowering 
in um, in the in the taste profile. Um, but at the same time was, uh, you know, using simple ingredients and bringing that flavor through in a way where big kids love them and and parents do do as well. Yeah, because naturally, you know, parents are going to snack on whatever the kids are eating when they're hungry. They're just, you know, a couple end up in your hand and you eat them. And a lot of times you're like, oh, you know, well, I guess it's good for the kid, you know, but I don't like it. But this was not like that. So I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You know, it, it had a, a profile that I think adults could could definitely eat. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it's, you know, food, it, you know, one of the premises originally of, of us the, and the products that we decided to make was that food, food should taste good. And when you use um, great ingredients and you put them together in a way that is, um, is simple, it can, it can really, it can really shine through. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it. So how did you get connected with or find a Dr. Gideon Lack? Yeah, sure. Well, well, maybe it'd be helpful for the listeners to just back up just just a step, um, because uh, before Mission Mighty Me, Catherine and I had never done anything in the food industry before, and um, and we jumped into it. And we're doing this for a very specific reason. You know, you mentioned food allergies in your um, in your intro, Tony, and. Um, you know, most everyone we talk with uh, feels the same way that there are these question marks about, you know, why food allergies are so common now. And maybe they weren't when we were kids and our parents were kids and, and so forth. And, you know, really now at, the, at this point, one out of every 13 kids in the U.S. has a food allergy, uh, which is just an astounding number when you think about it. Over 30 million Americans have a food allergy. And unfortunately, our oldest daughter is one of them. You know, when she was born, the pediatric guidance was to not give babies any nuts until they were three years old. Um, and we being the rule followers that we are, we did exactly that. Um, but she had a walnut when she was three, you know, right up when she was three, um, right on time. And she had a horrible reaction into that. You know, and that day, really, our, our lives changed forever. Um, and, and, you know, fast forward to when her little brother was born in 2015, and the LEAP study was published, where this brilliant team in London basically discovered through clinical trials that peanut allergy can actually be prevented. Um, by getting peanut into children's diets super, super early, you know, starting when they're starting solids around, you know, four to six months and to just keep it in their diet. And so for us, you know, being a food allergy family, we, you know, we wanted to do anything we possibly could to prevent him from having a food allergy like his big sister. And so we were just trying to do it. And it just sounded so simple, you know, just feed babies nuts, you know, what's the big deal? Um, until you have a six month old with no teeth and you're trying to you know, figure out how you could possibly <laughs> feed him walnut. Right. Right. That's, you um, get kind of creative in the kitchen, don't you, at that point? You have to. And, you know, we were grinding up different nuts. Um, we had found the mixed nut butter at Trader Joe's and we're trying to, you know, um, you know, we'd warm it up and try and get it into his rice cereal. And um, and it also just felt like medicine. A week would go by and we'd say, gosh, has he has James had his had his oh, peanut this right. week? And and it just um, it, it wasn't just a natural so part hard. of the habit of eating. Exactly. Exactly. Which, you know, we can we'll, we can get into in a little bit of, you know, the very purposeful way that we created Mission Mighty Me and our products. Um, but um, it was just something that should be so simple. 
we, we recognized through the research because the research showed that these kids that had peanut early and, and consistently, um, they were 90% less likely to develop a food allergy, 90%. And so we were thinking about just how big of a societal impact um, could be had if we could just make it normal for um, for little kiddos to be, you know, eating peanuts and tree nuts and you know other common allergens super early, and um, and 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 so that's really what got us going. And that's what kind of started on you on your journey, and then you found that uh, leap report, and then I guess from that you started working with the doctor. With Dr. Lack. That's exactly right. So, um, you know, we had read the LEAP study that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, Catherine, with her researcher mindset, you know, picked it apart left and right. Um, we knew it was it was something that had been heavily scrutinized and was just um, really groundbreaking and um, and and that it would work um, if we could just just make it normal. Um, but we reached out to Dr. Gideon Lack, who was the lead author of the LEAP study. He's the one who had the hunch that this might be uh, something that could prevent um, these allergies from developing. Uh, he was frustrated because it was the most clear research he'd done in you know, 30 years of research, but he didn't feel like it was being implemented quickly enough, which, was, which is exactly right. And um, so he partnered with us because we, we said, look, you know, we've got to have products that make it easy and we've got to reach busy moms and dads where they are. And it's it, and and not many busy moms and dads are leafing through the New England Journal of Medicine. You know, we, we've got to be on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> no, and we've got not. To, right, right, right. And we've got to do it. In, and this gets into, you know, how we crafted the brand and so forth. But it's got to be approachable. It's got to be um, fun. It's got to be easy and, and all these things. So we we um, we combined together. And, and, and that's really when Mission Mighty Me was born. Well, before we get into the business side of this, the founder portion of the podcast, where can people, where can moms and dads find the product now? Where is it available? So we're available on missionmightyme.com and also on Amazon. Okay. And, so you're um, a direct to consumer DTC model right now. That's exactly right. That's exactly so right. com or on Amazon. That's exactly right. You know, Tony, we, um, we launched our very first product, our Proactive Peanut Puffs, in March of 2020, literally as the world was shutting down. And I can't tell you how many people I have talked to that literally started March 2020. I'm not joking. Go back and listen to like the last 30 episodes and you'll it's be surprised. Wild. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, we literally, you know, second week of March 2020, and we had always planned to start out direct to consumer on our website, but we had in our, you know, in our, in our business plans to uh, immediately start reaching out to retailers, thinking that we would, you know, move on to retail shelves within nine months or a year or so. But when the pandemic set in, we put all retail outreach on hold and leaned into uh, direct to consumer and um, and and it just started working and mm -hmm. so we've continued to be direct to consumer and and through Amazon but we're we're just now um, starting conversations with with retailers and really excited about the potential there oh, um, for for scale through through retail. Well, I have had many conversations with founders who are in retail, so go back and get your checkbook ready, right. And buckle right. up 
buckle right. up for a bumpy ride. That's right. Well, we're ready for it. I tell you, Tony, um, it's um, in some res- respects a bit of a blessing to have gotten to have three years of direct-to-consumer because our messaging, our marketing, even some ways that we uh, think about product um, are pretty different now than they were three years ago. And that ability to listen to our customers and engage with them has been so valuable to where I really think now that, look, you know, retail is never easy, um, but I feel like we're on just such a stronger footing and um, and are able to mitigate, mitigate the risks around retail launch um, so much better than we would have been yeah. three years ago. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you now really, truly understand what your product is in the eyes of the consumer. So now you can go with that confidence to the buyer, right, and, and present That's- the right sell sheet. That's this exactly, yeah, okay. that's right. Exactly right. And been able to see, you know, what is it that really drives repeat customer purchasing? Um, what creates brand loyalty and these, these sort of things that um, we think will, will really shine through, not just through e-com, but, but also on shelf as well. Well, you know, you're in Atlanta. Um, we've got Sprouts, you've got other you know, natural chains, plus you have Whole Foods, you know, you don't have to say who you're talking to, but I can, I would imagine those would be some pretty obvious plays to begin with. And then um, as that journey continues, we can always have follow-up conversations just about from the founder's point of view. All right, the rubber's hitting the road. Now, how are you getting that product to move? All right, so let's then, let's just focus right now then on DTC, Amazon, and any other challenges that you've been having because that's really what you can help others with. Because many companies, they do start DTC. Um, and we've had some good, I've had some excellent episodes on on being successful in DTC. So I'd be kind of curious to hear your journey, the brand's journey to this point of what some of your biggest challenges and kind of how you're solving them, what, the, what those are. Sure. Well, I, I think um, probably the you know the obvious one at the very beginning was when you're starting out on DTC, no one is walking past your website, and you have to get out there and find ways to be in front of those target customers, and you you have to try a lot of different things. Um, we um, have done a lot of different things through the digital channels, um, of course, uh, social media. Uh, influencers, um, uh, digital advertising, um, uh, you know, Google search engine optimization and, and, and all of these sorts of things. And, and, you know, our approach from the beginning, Tony, has been that, look, we've got to try a lot of different things and then just figure out which ones are working and which ones are not working, lean into the ones that are and, 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 you know, move away from, from the ones that aren't. And we, we continue to have that mindset with, with all of our, our digital outreach. Because that's not a, an issue that I have to deal with. You know, I'm not looking on Facebook for groups or moms or dads who are dealing with this. Are there segments of people that you are now kind of joining in those groups and having conversations and building community? And maybe how is that working and how are they receptive to this? Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, I I do think the most um, important thing is to is to know who your target audience is. And that may go without saying, but it's just so critically important. 
and to figure out, you know, really who, who that is. And, um, and, and honestly surround yourself with people who are in a similar, similar place, um, you know, and, and, and talk with people about, you know, how they're getting their information for us. Um, we, we knew from the beginning that we would be targeting that new mom and dad, primarily a new mom. And, um, and so you kind of have to look into where they're getting their information. Who are they, who are they talking with? Now, the new mom community is one who's very active, um, on social media and through groups and they're, they're sponges for information. I saw recently that the, the, um, new mom of a, you know, of a, of a baby, um, typically on average researches about 70% of the products that they buy for their baby, which is just a, an incredibly high number when, when you, when you think about it. And so they're out there looking for information, they're looking for recommendations, um, and they have a variety of sources that they trust. They trust their pediatrician. They trust their, you know, their best friends. Um, they trust people who um, are on social media that have become reliable sources uh, for true content and information. And so what we found is that by actually just talking with people who are in a similar place, similar um, uh, life stage that you can pretty quickly get some great ideas on where they're, they're getting their information and then just go straight to the source. Well, since you are working with a, you know, world renowned pediatric allergist, you've got Dr. Gideon Lack. Now, does he have any contacts or pull here in the, in, in the States where have you been able to kind of leverage any of that network? Yes, it's a great question. You know, from from the beginning, we we looked at this uh, from a marketing perspective as as one where we would have to go and reach those new moms and and dads, but primarily new moms as our customers, um, but also um, have outreach towards the pediatric community, and then ideally you bring you bring them together. And what we found, and part of this is just for capital efficiency because, you know, scarce resources, um, on dollars and trying to figure out the best ways to, to spend it, um, that, um, reaching the pediatric community is one that for, um, for brands can be very, very expensive. And, um, because they're so, they're so used to having reps that come in and, you know, into their offices and send them product and, and so forth. And so, you know, we really focused on the, um, the customer start, you know, going directly to the potential customer, encouraging them to talk to their pediatrician if they had questions. And then because the, the actual pediatric feeding guidelines, um, have been changing, um, that, 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 that change in the feeding guidelines is what's driving the conversation from pediatricians to their to their patients, and all of that was was driven and based on Dr. Lack's research. Uh, so, for the most part, when we talk with pediatricians, um, they um, they know about the research. Uh, many of them have heard about Dr. Lack, um, which obviously provides incredible uh, credibility for for us and and our mission. Um, but ultimately, it's not just about, you know, the pediatricians being up to speed on the research. You really need to get that that new mom and dad comfortable and get them focused on it um, to, to, you know, to, to, to lead them to, to the product. Is that on the brand, the packaging? At the time, I don't remember looking for it. 
We do have it as part of our founder story on the back. But, you know, Tony, it's interesting. Um, we are trying to walk a very nice balance on our package and really through all of our marketing messaging as well to where we talk about the functional benefits or we talk about the research. Um, we talk about Dr. Lack being involved. Um, but we don't want it to come across overly medical or clinical. And the real goal of our, of our mission here is to just make it super normal for these sorts of foods to be in, in infant diets. Um, and frankly, right. to do that and to do that in a, in a scalable, um, really culture shifting way, um, there have to be um, tons of people who are out there buying it, even if it's not specifically for, for this purpose. Um, so we try to have a nice balance there where we talk about our founding story. Um, we're so, um, honored to be partnered with Dr. Lack and all the incredible work that he and his team have done. Um, but, but also, but we want it to be done in a way where it's, it's not overly clinical, um, and, and we don't want it to feel like medicine. So we, we kind of, you know, walk this balance of, you know, Hey, have you heard about the research? Um, while at the same time, you know, pointing people to just the, you know, the benefits of, of yeah. the product outside of the, the, the function. Do either you or Catherine go on any kind of a speaking tour or do you go on any kind of, you know, talk shows, anything like that? Because you have kind of an interesting founder story. And of course, for those that don't know Catherine and her backstory, I mean, she's has some ends, you know, in, in television. Yeah. And, and, you know, we probably should do a lot more of that, Tony, um, because, um, you know, being out there and being, being in front of people is of course helpful for the brand. Um, and Catherine is so, so good at it too, because she's just such a great communicator and she's so relatable with other, um, moms, I feel like, because, you know, we're, we're parents of, of three kids and, you know, doing everything that parents have to do with those, uh, three little kids. Um, and so we probably should be doing more of it to be honest. Um, the, um, the amount of time required to do everything that parents do and to I be know, building it, a business it, and, so and everything around it out. And it's like, right. Oh. He's right. right. We should be doing that, but you don't want to shoot <laughs> yourself to death either, you know. No, it's it's hard. Look, and you know, it's you um, were at Expo West. We were at Expo. How did that West. go? That's um, an expensive uh, it, endeavor. You want to talk about that a little bit? It was, um, it, it, you know, it, it was expensive, um, but it was really our um, our what we felt like was an important kickoff to, to talking with retailers. And you know, as I mentioned before, we had. Um, pushed out all retail conversations, you know, because we launched right in the teeth of the pandemic. And um, an expo really helped us just get out there in one big bang and start start the dialogue. And and to that, you know, for that purpose, it was really helpful. Um, I can also tell you, as we were talking about, you know, having three kids and 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 trying to, you know, balance everything with them, it was it happened to be their spring break 
from school um, the same week of Expo West. And so as many parents, you know, think about the balance of work and, you know, and being, you know, trying to be a great mom and dad and everything, we, as often is the case with us, um, we just smashed it all together and we brought (laughs) all the kids (laughs) to Expo West and you should have seen them, Tony. They were working the booth, you know, they're now... Um, we have a 13 year old daughter, a 12 year old daughter and an eight year old son. And our little guy, you know, in a cape handing out flyers was probably one of the most wonderful things I've seen on this journey. And and our older daughters um, were literally pulling people to the side and talking with them about the products and why we were doing it. And it's really you know, become a, wow, a there's real the family sauce, mission. Everybody listening, what you need is a 13 year old, a 12 year old, and an eight year old work in your booth. They're hard to resist. I will tell they you, I'm are. a little biased, but they're hard to resist. Well, and what a, you know, what a great experience for them to walk a little bit in your shoes, you know, and for them to it, see what it means to, to work hard and, be passionate about something you really believe in. Well, they've definitely seen that. Um, in some respects, Catherine and I worry that sometimes they see it a little too much because <laughs> the, the business requires so much. Um, but I do think it's I do think it's good for them. I will say um, they lasted about for anyone who's been to Expo West. Um, you know, you know how um, just how crazy it is. Uh, there's so many people. Um, it's a it's a um, tiring experience. And the kids lasted, I think it was about a day and a half in the booth. And then we turned and looked and saw that our little guy was rolling around on the floor in the back of the booth. And that's when we said, okay, it's time to get them out of here. <laughs> they did end up getting a little time at Disneyland right there, which was the, right. the you know, the hook kind of, kind of the, you know, the, the carrot yeah, that we dangled yeah, out in front of them the whole time. So yeah, that's great. Well, what other, uh, challenges have you had more recently? Not not the retail side, but in DTC. Um, has it been with, I don't know, the FDA? Has it been with packaging? What's, I'm just curious, what the big kind of hurdle right now that you're working on? Well, as, as you know, Tony, and, and probably most of these listeners, your listeners know, um, everything's, everything's hard. You know, there, there's always, uh, something or as, as Catherine, I heard from actually a supplier recently who said it, don't say there's always something, just recognize that there's never nothing. So there's always that, you know, there's always something that, you know, needs to be done or that we can improve on. And we're constantly trying to improve, um, for DTC specifically, um, you know, the, the landscape is shifting. It's, you know, no surprise to a lot of people that, um, where you're having to be nimble in terms of what's working and and what's not, um, we've managed to continue to um, to bring down our customer acquisition costs, which we're you know really proud of, um, and and the gap between our customer acquisition costs and our lifetime value has continued to improve. Um, we're at about a five times rate now uh, of customer lifetime value to customer acquisition cost. And, um, and, and, and we find that, you know, what we're um, having the most um, uh, success with is just doing things to, to encourage customers to stay longer. Um, Moving people to subscription um, has been really important for us. Um, Despite our 
um, our growth and we've had significant growth. Um, we've been able to maintain about in, in, a, in a range around 17% of our revenue comes from subscription. And, um, and we found that when, you know, when we make it easy for parents, um, that, um, that, that they stick because the products are great. Um, the, the hard part that we found with DTC is, is that, um, for a lot of busy moms and dads, frankly, they're shopping more in the store than they are online. And, um, and this is part of our, you know, rationale for making a, a strong move into retail so we can just make it easy for, for parents out there. Um, but, uh, but moving people towards subscription, um, is something that's been, been really helpful for us in improving our lifetime value. Well, as that journey continues and you do get more into retail, we'll definitely have to have you come back on and maybe we'll bring Catherine too. Maybe we'll do a live stream. They're kind of fun too, where we can look at the product and maybe bring on one of your, uh, two-legged mascots, you know? (laughs) Well, well, we would love that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, so missionmightyme.com, that's the best place for people to go. And then, of course, on, on Amazon, they can just search for it uh, there as well. That's exactly you can right. Buy the end of it. Before we go, though, what are the different flavors again? So the first product we launched is just a classic peanut butter puff. Um, all of our products are um, very similar to traditional rice puffs in that they're small, um, quick dissolve um, little puffs. But our first product um, is more than 50% peanut. Um, They're delicious. The second product that we launched um, includes peanut, but it's also got almond, cashew, walnut, um, and this beautiful hazelnut butter that, um, that is delicious tiny little bit of cinnamon. And then the two flavors that we most recently launched um, were a peanut butter strawberry and a peanut butter banana. So the peanut butter strawberry is kind of our take on a PB&J, no added sugar. um, And we actually use real banana and real strawberry, um, if you can believe it. Um, We're not using any artificial flavors, but we actually don't even use any natural flavors, just the, just the real thing. So those four flavors come in a, you know, multiple variety packs and so forth, um, that are on our website and on Amazon. I love the idea of going to subscription. And I think once the parents can see that the kids like it and that they want to add it to their diet, they can stagger it out just at the right frequency. So you now know who your customers are, right? You get a better idea of that profile and it kind of tides them over, I guess, until you get into retail. JJ, it's been great. It's been great uh, getting to know you a little bit better and uh, hearing about Ufala and Mission Mighty Me and uh, Dr. Was it Gideon? Gideon Lack. That's right. Gideon Lack. Exactly. Lack. I was the man who discovered peanut allergy can be prevented. Yes. Yes. Well, that is certainly impressive work to come up with that. Um, well, it's great talking to you today here on Winning at Work. I'm sure we'll have some more conversations as we go and as we watch the brand expand. Well, thanks so much, Tony. Really appreciate you having me and helping us uh, spread the word about Mission Mighty Me. Well, it's an important cause. I'm glad to have you here on the platform. Thanks so much, Tony. <laughs>